Welcome to the Pilgrim's Odyssey, your guide to life's wild ride. I'm your host, Silwan Green. Every day we share incredible stories and valuable lessons on life and faith. Thanks for tuning in and make sure to share this odyssey with your friends and neighbors so all of us together can let our light shine. Welcome friends to another episode of the Pilgrim's Odyssey. I'm your host, Silwan. Great to be with you today on this spectacular Wednesday. It is our week of affirmation. Good things coming this week. On Monday, I gave you a list of things that I believe in, some things I wanted to affirm. Yesterday, we went a little bit more in depth on a couple of them, adventure and family. Today, we're going to move on, dig a tiny bit deeper into two more, hard work something I believe in, and Jesus, something I believe in. Now, I'm going to start with hard work. Where did this begin in me? When did I wake up and go, you know what? Hard work is an answer to a lot of life's problems. Funny enough, it began working for farmers as a young man. My dad was a pastor. We grew up in a rural area, a lot of farmers in the church, a lot of farmers in the area. Young man back then needed money. It was farm work. Baling hay, toting rocks, disking fields. Not always a job that you look forward to. You know it was going to be hard and that you were going to sweat and it was going to hurt, but it was a way to make money. Over the years as I did that, one thing that always was sort of remarkable to me was the attitude of the farmers that I worked for. You know, you, you, you'd go into the city, you'd go to school, you'd see people running around, hustling, busy, worried, anxious, and then you'd see farmers, and don't get me wrong, you know, farmers in like a financial crisis, there might not be a more stressed person on the earth. The amount of money hanging over their head, everything riding on the crop coming in, but in between those times of stress, early in the morning, out in the fields, they were some of the most focused, peaceful people you'd ever meet. And the thing that allowed them to keep their sanity was the hard work. And there was something about those days working for those farmers where you'd get up early, it'd be dark, you'd meet them at their house, at their farm, drive out to the fields. Maybe it was baling hay, which I did a lot of, and it just wear you out. I mean, you'd get so tired, you just you could lie down anywhere and sleep. You could sleep on a rock. And in that moment, you weren't worried about much because you felt like you had accomplished something. You felt like you'd worn your body out. You felt like you had exerted yourself as much as you can exert yourself. And stress and life just kind of washed away. And as I got older and as I did different things, college, the Marines, traveling, a magazine, What I found to be true, and it is to this day, that when I'm my most stressed, when I'm my most anxious, when I'm the most worried about what's going to happen next and what life is bringing me, the one solution that always works is get up early and work hard. Get up when it's dark, start working, work your tail off all day, hit the hay tired, so exhausted you just can't do anything but sleep, and all of a sudden, the worries of the world just kind of tail away. But when I find myself my most anxious, what am I doing? I'm whiling away time. I'm doing things that are anything but work. I think that's one reason the world today is so anxious and angry is because it's so easy just to waste time. 
it's so easy just to find yourself sitting there and then two hours pass by and you go, what have I done? Man, I, I know I'm victim of it. But what's the solution? Hard work. Get up early. The sooner you learn that lesson in life, the happier you will be. And Jesus. Jesus. Now, honestly, you've probably heard this before and it might be simple, but man, it, it bears repeating many and many, many times. This is a thought I had long before I stumbled upon this quote. You know, as a young kid, I had this thought in my mind, but it wasn't nearly as poetic as the way C.S. Lewis put it. But I want to read you something from Mere Christianity. And this was the sort of germ in my brain that led me to Jesus, so to speak. Now, here he is from Mere Christianity. I'm trying here to prevent anyone saying the really foolish thing that people often say about him, that is Christ. In quotes, I'm ready to accept Jesus as a great moral teacher, but I don't accept his claim to be God. That is the one thing we must not say. A man who was merely a man and said the sort of things Jesus said would not be a great moral teacher. He would either be a lunatic on a level with the man who says he's a poached egg, or else he would be the devil of hell. You must make your choice. Either this man was and is the son of God, or else a madman or something worse. You can shut him up for a fool, you can spit at him and kill him as a demon, or you can fall at his feet and call him Lord and God. But let us not come up with any patronizing nonsense about his being a great human teacher. He has not left that open to us. He did not intend to. Wow! Smack me in the face then, it smacks me in the face now. If you objectively read the Bible, if you objectively read what we know about Jesus, you are left with a choice. Is it real or not? Is he crazy or not? Now, another choice could be it was all made up, which I don't believe. But that could be a choice. But that's still part of one of those choices because then you do believe that it's just a fairy tale. But once you make that choice, it kind of determines everything. And if you make the choice that Jesus is who he said he was, that Jesus is who his disciples said he was. You got a choice to make, folks. You're going to learn more about that man. You're going to follow him. You're going to read the word. You're going to go to a church. You're going to explore or not. Because if you believe it, how could you ignore it? If you believe it, how could you not let it influence your life? God was made man so we may have life. Not just now, but forever. And here's the thing I think people forget. People that criticize religion, criticize Christianity, they, they, they want to simplify it. They want to make it like it's this guilt trip. And if you don't follow their formula, you're going to go to hell. And if you do follow the formula, it doesn't matter what you do, you're going to go to heaven. Well, you know, guess what? It's, it's, it's a lot more than that. Because one thing that Christ showed us by coming to earth, that when you follow God, you're tapping into the eternal right now. But when you're in communion with God, when you're in a relationship with God, when you have been saved, in quotes, it's not something that's going to happen. It's something that is happening. We've talked before in earlier programs about prayer, about the Holy Spirit. You see, when you follow God, miraculous things happen. You are filled with the Holy Spirit. You see things differently. Things that were important aren't important and things that before you didn't consider are now the most important things in your life and it informs everything 
That's why that decision is so important. It's not a decision for necessarily what's going to happen when I die, although obviously that's important. It's a decision with how are you going to live right now? Let me just read that one more time. You know, sometimes you read something that flies by. Let me just read it one more time. I want you to think hard about what he's saying, and especially the end. I'm trying here to prevent anyone saying the really foolish thing that people often say about him, that is Christ. I'm ready to accept Jesus as a great moral teacher, but I don't accept his claim to be God. Well, that's the one thing we must not say. A man who was merely a man and said the sort of things Jesus said would not be a great moral teacher. He would either be a lunatic on a level with the man who says he's a poached egg, or else he would be the devil of hell. You must make your choice. Either this man was and is the son of God, or else a madman or something worse. You can shut him up for a fool. You can spit at him and kill him as a demon. You can fall at his feet and call him Lord and God. But not, but let us not come up with any patronizing nonsense about his being a great human teacher. He has not left that open to us. He did not intend to. And isn't that the real truth of the Bible? I think one thing I like about it is it's hard. It doesn't leave you a choice. You can't read that and just go, oh, good book. Man, you read some of the stuff going on in the Old Testament. You read some of the things Christ called his disciples to do. You read some of the things the early Christians did in the book of Acts. Man, it don't leave you a choice. Now, people try to. You know, people try to. There are a lot of people that just go to church numb, don't really listen, check in a box. Yeah, I went to church. I'm a good person, you know. Or there's a lot of per- people that deny it without really studying. And there are a lot of people that accept it without really studying it. But if you really read it, man, it don't leave you a choice. And it's a hard choice. It's either that's stupid, that's crazy, or... That's real, and it just put me down on my knees. And what am I going to do next? Down on your knees. That's what hard work does, too. Hard work humbles you. Hard work puts things in perspective. Hard work reminds you what's important. You get to the end of a long, hard day. There's just really a few things that matter to you. Sleep, food, your family. I remember in the Marine Corps, and I was in officer's candidate school, and it's kind of the boot camp for officers, and it's just little sleep, hard work, beaten up. And I remember, you know, the first weekend you got off and you kind of got to go into town and all you wanted to do was three things. And it was universal. You want to do three things. You were so tired. You want to eat. You want to sleep. You want to call your family. Now, when it wasn't so hard, you wanted to do other things. You wanted to go play. You wanted to party. You wanted to get in trouble. But when you were really wore out, when you just worked your hardest, came down to three things. You wanted to eat, you wanted to sleep, you wanted to get your family. And that's where you want to be in life, I think. The simpler life is, the more focused you are on what is important, the happier you are. And hard work can do that. And then Jesus and faith is the same way. To see Christ in your faith through the clearest eyes, you got to be down on your knees. You got to be humbled. You got to realize there's a choice to make, and then you got to make that choice. I think almost more than anything, the key to happiness is these two things. They lead to everything else that I talked about yesterday that I'm going to talk about the rest of the week. Work hard. Wear yourself out. Focus on what's important. And approach God on your knees, understanding that you got to make a choice. And the result of those two things that can wear us out, that can humble us, it puts the wind under our wings. It allows us to live. It allows us to truly be free. 
It allows us to fly. So until next time, my friends, aim high. Spread your wings. And when you do, let the wind fill them with hard work and faith down on your knees. And then you will be able to keep your eyes on the things that matter. Happy and free and peaceful and wore out in the best of ways. Till next time, I am your host, Silouan. Count it down. Three, two, one. Peace. You've been listening to The Pilgrim's Odyssey. Make sure you comment, share, and like this podcast so all of us together can let our light shine. For books, videos, and more content from me, your host, please visit Silouan.com. That is Silouan, S-I-L-O-U-A-N.com. Until your next visit on The Pilgrim's Odyssey, I'm your guide on life's wild ride, Silouan Green.